Welcome to No Heart Left Behind's Hope in the Heart of Family Life podcast. I'm your host and executive director of No Heart Left Behind, Alicia Stickles. If we're honest, family life can be hard. Family can be our greatest blessing, but also the source of our deepest wounds. At No Heart Left Behind, we have a passion to empower families to thrive with the Word of God and the love of Christ. So each week, we're going to have real conversations about hard issues facing families today. It is our hope that you would be equipped with practical tools based on biblical principles for when life happens and relationships get messy. In other words, how do we flesh out all those Bible verses we know when life isn't looking like we had hoped? If you're in a season of family life that feels hopeless or you have a heart to navigate the challenges of family well, but just don't know how, you're in the right spot. So whether you are driving in your car or checking off one of your honeydews, pop in those earbuds and come find hope in the heart of family life with us. Welcome everybody to welcome, an- <laughs> welcome, welcome <laughs> to another episode of Hope in the Heart of Family Life. My name is Alicia Stickles. I'm the executive director of No Heart Left Behind. And my name is Abby Shields, and I am the founder of No Heart Left Behind, for what that means. <laughs> Angie is also our lead belief therapist. Oh, yeah, I am. And my mom. That's the role I love the most. Oh, good. I'm glad. So we've been doing this for a couple episodes now. Uh, we finished our series on marriage, and I really feel like a lot of people um, were in... Yeah, we've gotten a great response. A lot of people have um, were greatly influenced by what they heard. Yes. And so um, probably behind our marriage series, one of the most popular series and family focus classes that we do locally is a series called The Heart of Parenting. Um, We've already tackled marriage. Parenting is kind of the second in line in terms of Uh, one of the many challenges of family life. So we are going to dive into that today. Are you good with that? I'm great with that. Awesome. Okay. Well, so I wanted to start off the conversation. You know, everything we do here is based on scripture and the principles come from there. And, you know, when I'm thinking about the scriptures that come to mind uh, that deal with parenting, They're like little drops of wisdom, and I wanted to read a couple of them to you. I know there's plenty more, but um, these were some of the ones that probably are the most popular and the ones that I thought of. So things like Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way way they they should should go, go. and they won't depart from it. Um, Proverbs 13, 24, spare the rod. Spoil the child. That's right. Um I believe this is a proverb to oh, Proverbs twenty two fifteen. Folly is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far away. And then this is my favorite um, because it was funny. Um, my kids go to a Christian school and so they have to memorize Bible verses. And one they came home with last week was Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. Whoa. And I was like, that is an awesome scripture <laughs> to memorize. <laughs> and of course, they just rolled their eyes and shook their heads at me. <laughs> but, um, and I think as I was like, look, as I was looking at these scriptures, I mean, of course, it's God's word. And so there's wisdom there. But In terms of how you 
flesh that out and the interpretation it's very vague right there's not a lot of how to's that come with you know train up a child in the way they should go that is open to all kinds of interpretation right, right. <laughs> like how you do that i'm kind of like okay god now what <laughs> and that's kind of the tricky part about parenting is it feels like more instructions come with a blender than a child. Absolutely. And then the worst part is that, you know, every child is different. So it's not like one set of instructions that if you like master that set, then they're going to turn out right. Right. Mm -hmm. And because all the children are different. Like I definitely don't parent my oldest the same way that I parent my youngest. I mean, We were kind of took the path of least resistance (laughs) and I'm sure we will talk about that um, with our, with our baby. And he knows that he calls himself boss baby. So I feel like we are in trouble. You are. Um, Thank you for that. Um, But you know, my point being is that we're not given a lot of guidance. We're kind of given this, um, these little bits of wisdom, but, how how we do that i mean i don't i don't know well and that that's where i'm going to step in with what i tell all my clients cuz they say how do i do this and once again and i think i covered this somewhat in the uh, marriage class or our marriage podcast but um i always tell them the who is the how and they get so frustrated with me on that because the world is has a tendency to want to know, give me the seven steps and give me the seven habits so that I can just do it and check it off. And I then have the assurance that my child's going to turn out wonderful. Okay. But ultimately, and these scriptures that you quoted are excellent scriptures, but just taken out of context and taken just out of the entire set of scriptures, which is the Bible, um, you can get caught up in not understanding exactly your question. How do I, how do I train up a child? And it all comes down to the Bible that teaches us how to be an imitator of Christ. And so it's about creating the culture of Christ in your home. And it's about like for the one about spare the rod, spoil the child, they're talking about a shepherd's rod. And too many people interpret that as you're to take a a rod and spank your child. And and that's a whole nother topic. So So we're going to get into a lot of those those things. Um, And that's what I'm really excited about for this series. You know, I think another thing that makes parenting really difficult is just... You know, society and culture today do not um, support what it takes to be a parent. Because, you know, you have this baby and you're all excited about starting a family. And it is the most, it is the best, I always say it's the best, hardest thing I have ever done. Um, There is so much joy and so much just, I, I, I learn about a lot about the way God looks at me by becoming a parent and just that unconditional love, you know, but parenting is a call to slowness. It's a call to disruption. (laughs) It's a call to patience. Um, 
those are not fun words. <laughs> and, you know, especially in society and culture today where it's instant gratification, parents are on the go, you know, um, both a lot of times both parents are working, which there's nothing wrong, wrong with, with that them. at yeah. all, but it does make it more difficult to slow down and be you know, disrupted and to be intentional and to do what the Lord is calling us to do just because of the pace of society today. I think parenting is one of the most important jobs you will ever have in your life. One of the hardest, but um, now that I'm 73, looking back on my life and, and raising my own children and seeing them be productive citizens of society and then raising up their own families, um, there's nothing greater than to see the effort of the time placed in your child. Um, the return on investment, uh, quote unquote, is above and beyond what you possibly could imagine. As you sit from my perspective now, looking back and seeing the circle of life, basically. Yeah. One of the quotes that we love around here at No Heart Left Behind is that by Mother Teresa that says, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And it really is that important that our first mission and calling is to the people that are inside um, of the family unit, inside of our home. And Mm -hmm. that's why we feel like our mission is so important. You know, you look around and you definitely see that kids are struggling. Yes, they are. I mean, you look at the challenges that face kids today. You look at statistics about depression and anxiety and stress. Stress. And um, I just did a program at Northlake Christian on stress and the children, the students had a opportunity to choose whatever workshop they wanted to go into and the other workshops had maybe 20 or 30 or 50 but my topic on stress over 150 children came into that workshop wanting to know how do they handle stress in today's day and age yeah and so from your perspective you know because you're seeing a lot of this come into your office so in terms of parenting what are you observing coming into your office in terms of maybe just how parents are struggling today? Um, there's so much, but in the time we have allotted, I would, I, in picking out some, maybe five or six things that I see, I, first of all, I think children today lack emotionally available parents because the parents themselves are so stressed that when they come home into the family unit, they don't have a whole lot to give out. Have to give, you know? yeah. And then, <clears throat> Another thing is that I see a group of children today lacking responsibility. That the parent, it's just easier for the parent to do it, and rather than to give them responsibilities of jobs around the house. Because then you have to teach it. Yes, right. right, right. Okay. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> and and then with today's. Um, technological stuff that goes on. I think parents are very digitally, digitally, (laughs) say that fast, (laughs) digitally distracted. Okay. And because of that, they, and all of the stimulation that kids can get through video games, television shows, uh, having iPads at, at their fingertips. I think there is an endless stimulation, uh, 
on a child's brain today, and then they let the the uh, iPad or the phone or whatever be their nanny. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, one other thing that you always tell me is um, parents not being consistent, c- consistent, and they're overly permissive. They let the child rule the home instead of taking on the role of their parent because they want to be their, their parent's friend. friend. Right. Um, that has really resonated with me, especially as my oldest gets older and gets into those years where he doesn't like mom and dad as much as he used to, maybe. <laughs> um, I hope that's not true, but maybe it is. Um, and, you know, it, it is, it's very tempting to do the thing that they it's you will make them you, happy right. as opposed to what will make them holy. Right. You know? Right. right. Um, so, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of that. Hey, friends, did you know that No Heart Left Behind is having a fundraiser? And what's even better is that no matter where you are listening to this podcast, on Saturday, April 1st, you can participate in our online auction. NHLB's Heart and Soul Wine and Dine Fundraiser with online auction will feature so many amazing items like jewelry, artwork, and even vacations. If you want to participate in the auction, you can follow us on social media or sign up at the auction link provided in the show notes to be notified as soon as the auction is live at 7 p.m. on April 1st. If you are in the Mandeville Covington area, you can check out the full Wine and Dine event at the event link provided in the show notes. As a 100% supporter-funded nonprofit, our annual fundraiser plays a vital role in sustaining our outreach and operations, which includes affordable biblical counseling and other family-focused events and programs, including this podcast. Any support is a blessing, so thank you in advance for partnering with us to empower families to thrive with the Word of God and the love of Christ. So I'm really excited to dive into this series, The Heart of Parenting, where we really are going to take the perspective of looking at the heart of what God is calling us to do and put some meat to, you know, some of the verses that that we talked about. So what are some things that we are going to cover in this series over the next couple of episodes? My hope, our hope, is that you will walk away with the foundational godly principles that you can have as the foundation of the uh, of your parenting styles, okay? Because there are people parent with different styles, and yes. we'll be talking about that at a later date. But uh, I think the first thing that I would like to have you um, hear from us would be about what is the role of the parent. Mm-hmm. That is um, a major point that I want you all to understand. What is your purpose? As a parent. And I think the thing to add here is that the things that we're going to be discussing are really things that are foundational no matter how old your kids are. Right. I mean, this is kind of foundational things that no matter if you have a toddler or a teenager are good to apply to um, your parenting style. And then later we would definitely get into more specific because you do tweak it depending on... And there's different focuses depending on how old your kids are and what stage of life they're in. we'll be in. covering that. Yeah, so we'll talk about things like the role of the parent. With um, a toddler. What's, what's your job in parenting a two-year-old versus what's your job of parenting a teenager? Yes. They're two totally different. And the thing I really like about this series is we really... 
get at understanding the heart of your child. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a very relational approach to parenting. It's not all about steps and how-tos. It really gets to understanding the heart of your child. And then you talk about uh, creating the culture of Christ in your home. So could you talk a little bit about what it looks like or what that means to create a culture of Christ in the home? Absolutely. Um, at the core of who we are, we all want to matter and know that we have significance and importance. And so um, I, for me, in my own experience, I love the way I feel about me when I'm around Jesus. In other words, when I'm in the Word and He's teaching me about who I am and my abilities, and, and I love the way I feel about me. Well, to create the culture of Christ in your home would be the same thing. Where you, When your children are around you, they walk away going, wow, I love the way I feel about me when I'm around my mom or my dad or the family. So that's kind of creating that. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get specifics yep. on that. And then we'll also talk about things like heartfelt communication, um, discipline, what that actually looks like, right. um, you know, overcoming conflicts, all of those things that just, I feel like are so huge and parents want to navigate it well, but they just simply don't know how, especially because it changes from one, from one child, child to, to the another. Right. So um want to jump in today, at least, to talk a little bit about the role of a parent. Because I think if we can understand our role, then, um, you know, that's a good launching off place. Like, what is our job? Because we know the Bible talks about training up a child. Right. And so we see that as our role. But unpack that. <laughs> Interpret that, please. Yeah. As best I can, okay? I think the main role of a parent is to teach them to become their own parent. Because I can't follow them along through them. I mean, my Alicia's 42. Two, and I'm not over here still parenting her. I'm still her mother, but I gave up parenting her when she left the home. Most of the time. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. She and does. I'm kidding. I, most of the time. She's right. She's right. I, you know, it's hard to just give up parenting yeah. totally, but I'm still her mom, so I still claim those rights. But anyway, <laughs> all right. So the question I would think that you would probably be asking, well, what does that mean? What does it mean to teach your child to become their own parent? And I think basically is that that's, that job is for us to raise fully functional adults who can take care of themselves and make a positive contribution to society. And so when should that be done by, quote unquote? Well, depending on the maturity of the child, there's no set by the time they're 18, um, they should be doing this. That's why I hate it when parents compare their child to another person's child and they say, well, they should be walking by now or they should because there's no set. God has a specific purpose and timeline for each child. Yeah. But usually, generally speaking, usually that should be accomplished by the time they're 18 or give or take, okay? Well, by the time they're ready to go off to college. Yeah. And we'll be talking about what that looks like. Now, the skills that your child is, is yeah, going like to Yeah, like what do some of those skills look like to be able to be their own Be their parent? own parent. Well, several, okay? Um, I think, first of all, the ability to get along with others, to be able to interact and 
give and take in relationships. That's what I love about scripture because the scripture is all about relationships, relationships with God and relationships with, with each other. And so that's what I use to try to help parents. Um, managing finances, being able to balance a checkbook. Um, when I left home, I had a no checkbook. Clue. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't exist. That's right. Anymore. It doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm dating myself. Manage. What is it? Manage your, um, what's it called? Venmo. Venmo. <laughs> oh, I hate being old. All right. So managing your finances, being able to know that if that God's responsible for what comes in and you're responsible for what goes out. And if what's going out is greater than what's coming in, you're going to be in debt, that type of stuff. All right. Um, strong work ethics, being able to do a task, coping skills, being able to um, function when life gets hard, basically, um, setting goals moral ethics. Yeah. Uh, I think a big one too is just spiritually. Right. And I and we're going to talk a lot about you know influence and um that kind of stuff you know later on but I mean I think spiritual development pointing our kids towards Christ and grounding them in their identity so that when we do launch them out into the world you know they have a solid foundation uh, to stand on because right. I mean it's it's tricky out there and we'll be talking about this mm -hmm. today's just an overview yeah um you always one thing I always hear you say is that you know the role of a parent that we have influence so is that would you consider that to be one of the jobs of parents absolutely I mean if you look at Christ he didn't control people but he influenced people and that's what I try to teach parents is that give God the control over your children, but then you have a job that is just as important, if not more so, because you're the one who is in the presence daily with your child, is that um, the job of influencing involves two things. The first one would be what are the words that are coming out of your mouth? Are they words for lifting your child up? Are they words for encouraging? Are they words for teaching? Um, or are they words that put your child down, that shames them and has them walk away from you going, I don't feel very good about myself because mom or dad are not pleased with me, etc." Yeah. So that influence with your words. Yeah. I wrote a, a blog recently and this really hits home with me and is something that the Lord has really convicted me of lately is, uh, I think the quote was something like, you know, a parent's voice becomes a child's self-talk. Mm -hmm. Let's wire them for self-compassion instead of self-criticism. And I was like, wow, that is so true. And then beyond that, in terms of having influence, like if I want to wire my children to be compassionate and graceful towards themselves and towards others, I've got a I've got to model that and and give myself compassion right. and grace so that they see me doing that for myself so that they'll do it for them. Right. If I don't, if I'm not compassionate towards myself, right. you know, because I mean, this parenting gig, we're going to get it wrong. Yeah. I mean, we just, we just are. And so I think, you know, one of the biggest things in terms of parenting is realizing that we aren't perfect, that we're not the savior, that it's about pointing our kids to the savior and that there is grace 
for our mess ups. And God knew that we were going to mess up and he picked us to be our kids' parents anyway. So, you know, I just really think about the parents struggling out there, feeling the mom guilt or feeling like they've completely blown it and messed up. And my encouragement to those of you out there that feel like that is just that God's grace and his sovereignty are so much bigger than our shortcomings. And he knows this about you and um, his love can cover all of that. And your child, don't give up on them and don't give up on yourself. Like it's his grace is sufficient. It really is. Um, and I think that's what I love about our family is that I'm, I made a lot of mistakes. I was a relatively abusive mama when my kids were little. I'm not proud of that. But for those of you who are struggling with that, there is hope. You can change. Yes. And my daughter's a living, breathing proof of that. Yeah. I have to say that um, to see what God has done in your heart and see the way, you know, the love of Christ really can transform. And it wasn't like you shifted tactics. I mean, you did, but it was more of a heart change. It was a heart change, not a... Behavior modification. Yes. And that is always at the core of anything um, that we talk about. The other part of influence is your actions because kids, your children are watching and they oftentimes mimic you. And so um, it's really important to be aware of that. And I was convicted by my son, Stephen. Um, In my parenting, I was a screamer. I screamed and yelled. at him especially Uh, and um, anyway one day we were on our way to school and I was screaming and yelling at him and he started screaming and yelling back at me and I got angry at him and punished him for screaming and yelling back at me and he says well you do it to me why can't I do it to you so be aware of your actions and your words as far as your influencing yeah so when I you know because I have three boys Um, When I think about, you know, the challenge of parenting, um, I find that trying to find the balance between nurturing and protecting and guiding, but then on the other hand, not being like a helicopter parent and allowing, you know, our child freedom to explore and fail and make yeah and make, make mistakes, mistakes or experiment um, with things because that's part of them becoming independent unique confident parents in right. the future in like the future. their own parent um so if you could sum up the approach of the heart of parenting and the things that we're going to get into in the series what would you say it is i th- i think it's it the thing that would sum that up the best would be a uh, poem that was written years ago by uh, Dorothy Nolte. And she wrote that children learn what they live. And I think this is a great example to kind of sum up what we've talked about today. And it goes like this. It says, if children live with criticism, they learn to condemn. If they live with hostility, they learn to fight. And if they live with fear, they learn to be apprehensive. If children live with pity, they learn to feel sorry for themselves. Um, If they live with ridicule, they learn to be shy and not speak up. 
Um, if a child lives with jealousy, they learn what envy is. If the child lives with shame, they learn to feel guilty. If they live with tolerance, though, they learn to be patient. If they live with encouragement, they're going to learn to be confident. If they live with praise, they learn to appreciate. If they live with approval, they learn to like themselves. If children live with acceptance, they learn to find love in the world. Or if they live with recognition, they learn to have a goal. If children live with sharing, they learn to be generous. If children live with honesty and fairness, they learn that what truth and justice are. And if children live with security, they learn to have faith in themselves and in those around them and those things above. If children live with friendliness, they learn that the world is a nice place in which to live. If children live with serenity, they learn to have peace of mind. And then the question becomes, with what are your children living? Yeah, it all goes back to that influence. Influence. That is so, yeah. so good. I am so excited Me to, too. to jump into this yeah. series. Right. So. Okay, now it is time again for our Counselor's Corner. <laughs> Yay. Um, so Counselor's Corner is our segment where our listeners can write questions into you um, and ask you anything. Kind of like if they were sitting on the couch right. in your um, office. In your then, office. And they put me on the spot. And they give you five minutes. Right. To answer a very hard question. <laughs> That's what this is. Well, this is what's coming at you today. Are you ready? I'm going to try. Okay. So this question is from George. He says, my in-laws tend to give a lot of unsolicited parenting advice. Not that you know yeah. <laughs> anything about that. It causes conflict between my wife and I. What do I do? Are you sure that's not from Carrie? <laughs> Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'm going to teach you from God's perspective, not the world's perspective, because you're looking at it through the world's perspective and you are, it's pushing a button. All righty. Because you feel attacked. You feel that you're not good enough or all of the messages of shame might flow in. So the best way to handle this is to learn to look at your in-laws through God's eyes and to two things. Look at your in-laws through God's eyes and put on your spiritual armor. And there's two pieces of spiritual armor. So let's take a look at looking at them through God's eyes. All righty. God looks at them and he has compassion, which is having an act of concern for their suffering. Maybe they are feeling um, discounted. Maybe they're um, not feeling part of the family anymore because it's hard to let your grown-up kids move on and not be part of their lives. And um, I think that's what Alicia was talking about. I can relate to that because I did struggle for a long time. But learning to understand that there's a reason behind that, that it doesn't necessarily mean that you are not parenting well. They just want to be included in it. And so the thing that you can do there then would be to be aware of your spiritual armor that you want to put on daily because it's a spiritual battle. And so the two pieces of armor that I always tell my clients to put on are the belt of truth, which will hold you up, and the truth will give you the foundational principles to be able to respond in a way that is honoring and that you and your uh, wife don't need to fight about. And then the second piece is the breastplate of righteousness. That's such an important piece that because Satan will use 
Satan is the enemy, not your in-laws. So Satan is going to use those statements to try to get you to get into an argument because his greatest job is to steal, kill, and destroy relationships. So put on your breastplate of righteousness so that it protects your heart. So when they say those things, you can just say to them, thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. But because you have the armor on, you don't take it personally. And then you're able to say, okay, should I own this or shall I just put this to the side and, and be able then to give grace and mercy and all of those things that God teaches us about. So my mom has, we have a list and we call them Abbey-isms um, that I plan to share at her funeral, I think one day. <laughs> but because I mean, to know her is to know her sayings. And um, one that she always tells me and everybody else that she comes into contact with that is, you know, getting... Um, opinions and advice from people they don't want opinions and advice from and she'll just stick up her hand and say well don't own it and it's just that simple so i think that's like the real brief translation of the very righteous and holy and spiritual way you just (laughs) described it it's the spiritual don't own it kind of thing (laughs) that's pretty much it so i i hope that helps and um, I'll be praying for you and your wife. The other thing I think uh, that I did want to mention real quick is just that idea of um, cleaving to your spouse, you know, in terms of you, it is important that the two of you are on the same page, not... Right, not not everybody. Not everybody. And so if you and your spouse are on the same page in terms of how to parent your kids and how to move forward, then kind of like what you said, Mom, it doesn't really matter what the in-laws think as long as you two are together. Now, if you're in this place where y'all are having conflict over how to move forward, that's a whole nother... That's a whole nother question. That's a whole nother question. But if you and your spouse are good, then, you know... Again, it doesn't matter as long as you're doing what you feel like the Lord is calling you to do for that child because God made you the parent. Right. Galatians 1.10, to paraphrase that, you know, the the original translation says, who are you living your life for? What people think or what God thinks. Right. And so to paraphrase that in this, it would be, who are you living your life for? What your in-laws think? on your parenting skills or what God thinks about your parenting skills. And you want to live your life for what God thinks. And he loves you. And he's going to walk alongside of you through this. That's why he's so important to have in your life. Yeah. So don't own it. Don't own it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on No Heart Left Behind's Hope in the Heart of Family Life podcast. We hope you felt seen, encouraged, and just a little more equipped to love your family well. If you want to learn more about No Heart Left Behind, be sure to check out our website, www.noheartleftbehind.com, or visit the link in the show notes. If you love the podcast, we would love it if you would follow us on your favorite podcast player. And if you love this episode, please share it with a friend. Your encouragement is not just for our egos. It really helps others find the show and encourages them to check it out. Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. So until we see you again next week, go home and be a world changer.